for me, what drives me and I guess what keeps me up at night and wakes me up in the morning is how can I change the way people eat one bite at a time? You know, it, it's I want to make a difference and and bring to the forefront how important food is. Hey guys, welcome back to the Digest This Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Cameron. That is my new last name since getting married. And I am so excited to share this episode with you guys. Today, I am interviewing Angela, who is the owner of Trevali Foods. And she actually used to be vegetarian. And now she is a woman who owns a grass-fed meat company. So going from vegetarian to a full meat eater. Angela shares her story on how she healed by switching to eating meat and all of her different health struggles from being vegetarian. We also talk about in this episode just the meat industry in general and what they are doing behind the scenes as she shares from a meat owner perspective of what it actually takes to get into whole foods and different things that are going on again behind the scenes in the meat industry. Um, We talk about grass fed versus grass finished and the differences uh, between the two and how companies are able to claim grass fed, but still they're actually feeding them grains. We go into so much more in this episode. So stay tuned. You do not want to miss a single second. You may have seen Wild Friends Nut Butter on Shark Tank years ago when they struck a deal with Barbara. Since then, their nut butter line has exploded into a booming business. Why? Simply because their nut butters are amazing. They have a wide range of different nut and seed butters made with simple, friendly ingredients, free from soy, gluten, dairy, natural flavors, or additives. Plus, they're non-GMO and certified palm oil free. My personal favorite is their classic creamy almond butter made from just roasted almonds and sea salt, nothing else. And the texture is velvety smooth that you can literally drizzle over any smoothie, sliced apple, or even just enjoy by the spoon. I even enjoy pairing it with carrots. I know it sounds weird, but carrots and almond butter, you have to try it. Wild Friends was founded by Keely and Erica, two best friends who love nut butter. When you shop with Wild Friends, you're not only supporting a small female-run business, you're also supporting the Wild Friends Give Back mission. 1% of all sales are donated to organizations that help ensure women and girls have the environment and empowerment to make their dreams a reality. If you want to support and experience this luscious, creamy nut butter yourself, head on over to wildfriendsfoods.com. That's wildfriendsfoods.com. Hey guys, welcome to the show and the Digest This podcast. I'm super excited for today's guest. Uh, Trebali Foods is the vision of Angela Bikos Mavridis. And as a kid in her grandmother's Greek kitchen, Angela discovered the nurturing power of real foods. Today, her recipes are a flavorful celebration of simple ingredients that make healthier eating easier for everyone. Trebali Foods seeks and sources high quality animal protein 
all from 100% grass-fed and grass-finished pasture-raised beef, free-range chicken and turkey, and natural pork. Their meats are flavorful, versatile, and nutrient-dense and make the perfect centerpiece for wholesome, satisfying meals you can feel confident in feeding yourself and your family. I'm super excited to have my personal friend, Angela, on the show today. Welcome, Angela. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for joining and being on the show. And I'm so excited for everything that we're going to be talking about today. So for those that don't know, you own Tribali Foods, which is a meat company. It's it's a frozen. We've Since we met Bethany years ago, we've gone into um, a different aisle of the frozen sector in the market. So it's a frozen food company. But basically, like you mentioned, protein is the center of the plate. So I'm always thinking of, and, and you know, and we'll get into my personal journey, but I really feel like you should start your, your meal with a good source of protein and then work around that with fiber and all the other things and nutrients we need. But yeah, protein, protein's where it's at. <laughs> well, and everyone is lacking protein these days, or it's not the right protein, right? you know, or it's like a not complete protein. And so it's, it's super important. And I am one, you know, to, to believe also that animal protein is just so necessary for the diet. Um, you know, and if you're vegan, Hey, and if that's working for you, more power to you for sure. Um, but, and you don't need a lot of protein, right? I mean, right, just- right. You don't need a lot, but like I say, you need the right quality mm-hmm. at the right quantity. And, and, you know, we could get into my journey, but I was a vegetarian for 35 years. Yeah. Well, I guess why don't we living- get into it? Yeah. I was Let's a pescatarian, right? Okay. So I did eat, I mean, I'm Greek. I couldn't get by without eating a nice Greek fish, right? So um, I loved fish, but I just abstained from meat since I was 13 years old. And um, didn't really know what I was doing as a teenager, right? The, the information back then was all about, you know, calories. Um, so I'd, I'd survive on little snack well packs of 100 calorie. Oh my gosh, stuff. I remember I those. Really, like junk stuff that I didn't know how to read a label. I wasn't educated, um, but I did my best. And through college, I, I just kept abstaining from eating red meat, thinking that, you know, meat's bad for you. It's going to clog your arteries. It's going to... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the fact raise your cholesterol, you. I mean, all this yeah. stuff, right? All the stuff we we sort of learned back in the 80s and early 90s. And then um I came to an age in my life that um it just wasn't working any longer. I mean, my whole life I was an athlete. I'd run marathons and centuries on my bike, and I tried to fuel my fitness with protein bars, protein powders, protein mm-hmm. supplements, because I knew I wasn't getting enough protein. So all that digestive you know, artificial protein did a number on my gut. I mean, I could just tell in my, you know, late forties and early fifties that whatever I was doing for so many years just wasn't serving me any longer. So like you, I believe like everything starts with food. So Mm -hmm. I'd gone to multiple doctors to say what's, you know, my hair was falling out. Um, B12, um, you know, was in the tank. I had no B vitamins in my blood and so, so my doctors, of course, you know, take this supplement or do this, but I really started reading up and realizing that why don't I look at what's on my plate before, right. well, before and I start putting band-aids on things. Did the, any of the doctors ask about your diet or did they just try and like, none of them? None. Isn't that amazing? It's crazy. None. No, they just tried to do, okay, well, how do we 
fix it with a pill or something. A pill or a supplement, or a supplement. or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody said, well, let's let's look what let's what look at your diet. And how long wow. have you been eating this way? And how can that affect your hormones over years? And you know, and plus I also feel like as a female, you know, there are different times in your life where your hormones are fluctuating at a complete different level, whether you're a teenager or premenopausal, there's a whole different thing going on in your system. Totally. As a female, our hormones are constantly changing from week to week. Like even if you're on your cycle, not on your cycle, like, you know, you're preparing for your cycle. It is like every week your hormones are different. Yeah. And that needs to be taken into account. So hormone fluctuation, age, um, activity level, everything that that Stress. Sort of changed in every decade of my life. So then I found myself at a later point and, and realizing that why don't I, um, my body just kind of craved meat, but I was such a picky, uh, discerning consumer that I wanted it, you know, grass fed and finished because I had read enough to know that if you're going to ingest animal protein, make sure that you know what your eat eats, right? I don't mm-hmm. want the hormones. I don't want the antibiotics. I don't want, um, you know, the subsidized GMO corn and soy. I didn't want yeah. any of these things. So how can I source meat that's of a higher quality that I know was raised properly? And because that was a passion too, right? I mean, being a vegetarian for so many years, I wanted to make sure the animal is treated the way it should be treated, fed what it should be fed. Mm-hmm. Um, live the way it should have lived. All those things mattered. And you know what, for those listening, cause I know like they can't actually see you. Um, you are a petite, tiny girl. Like you, I mean, you're fit, you're, you look healthy, but you're, you're muscular. Like you're a beautiful woman and you're, you're small, you're petite. And I mean, we are, we're actually friends and we live what, like 45 minutes away. I mean, we're pretty, yeah, close. Um, and so we've gone on walks and hikes together and things like that. And, um, just to goes to show like you're a petite girl and you are a good meat eater. Like, and I love my meat too. Right. And so, you know, you, the whole misconception of, meat makes you fat or does this or that is just come totally out the window. Right. Um, Or too much protein or, you know, I I lift weights at the gym too. And so many petite girls are like, oh, I don't want to bulk up. If I'm eating too much protein lifting, it's like, you won't, you won't. None of this happens. Like, yeah. If you're a female, like it's just the genetics are just not there. Right. Right. Um, So I started eating and yes. once I realized some great health benefits, honestly, like my hair stopped falling out, my eyebrows kind of grew back in, my hormones just regulate. I mean, I wasn't eating a lot, but just a little bit of meat. And then I started incorporating a little bit of chicken and a little bit of turkey into my diet. And I kind of went um, in the red, you know how we say eat the rainbow of fruits and vegetables. So I started eating kind of a little bit of rainbow of meat, a little bison. Um, I tried elk. I tried, you know, veal. I I tried Mm. different meats. Um, but always, I mean, my, my criteria was making sure it was sourced properly and not from a feedlot confined animal feeding operation. That's just, you know, mass produced and, um, not the kind of meat I, I wanted to eat. So in doing so, um, I started making these burger patties that um, pretty much because they were easy to make. My kids loved them. I grew up in the burger business. I kind of knew it. And just um, marinating them with fresh herbs, spices, vegetables, and purees. Pretty much anything you can find in your pantry, like garlic and onion and lemon peel and parsley and tomato paste and, gar- you know, so yeah. just to bring out these wonderful flavor profiles. So it wasn't just a burger patty. I Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't eat it as a hamburger, right? I would 
maybe chop it up with a salad or saute mm -hmm. some asparagus and a little quinoa, something that's um, just a little bit on the healthier side. So um, yeah, your meats are so versatile. And I, you did mention you grew up in the meat business and I know the history. Can you enlighten us about so that? So funny. So um, I was born in Greece uh, and I spent every summer there. Um, and the reason why I'm mentioning this is because grandma cooked literally the typical Mediterranean diet, fresh food, like, I mean, the vegetables were picked from the garden that morning. Um, fish was caught that afternoon or whatever, oh, you know, wow. and, and so everything was just real. I mean, we lived close to this little village. We had this beach house and every, every summer when I spent there, I just felt I thrived. I didn't have acne. I wasn't. Mm. Um, I just felt healthy and, you know, I'm out in the sun and eating healthy. Yeah. Then I come back to the U.S. and my dad owned and operated a literally a fast food restaurant. Think burgers, fries, mm -hmm. <laughs> cheeseburgers, fries, shakes, you know. So um, and and even though we tried to cook healthy at home, mom definitely did. There were lots of times that we'd eat fast food. And then I, you know, before this was before 13, I was just like, I'm not feeling that great here. Although when I spend so much time in Greece, there's something to be said about how I'm eating. That, that's really affecting me. And right. I was young too, right? I was 13, 14. And so I thought what it was is I'm going to just stop eating meat. Maybe that's, you know, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. thing. But, um, you know, I only come to realize that it's really eating more real ingredients than the quality. Mm -hmm. The quality and real food, right? Not packaged food, not fast food, not um, mm -hmm. drive throughs, not, I mean, just real food like grandma used to make. So, so that's kind of how the journey came about. And, do you feel a little rogue doing what you do and then, you know, having your dad like the, the fast food oh, business? Oh, for sure. I was, I mean, not only was I a vegetarian for so many years and they're like, wait, we're a Greek family. We eat lamb. What do you, what is vegetarian? Yeah. They didn't even know. So, and then I wouldn't eat the fast food. So yeah, I was sort of the black sheep, but, um, but you know, I mean, they, they, the family did eat healthy and now my brothers have expanded and opened other restaurants as well. But it just goes to show you that, you know, that the typical sad American diet is made up of the burgers, fries, and a shake kind of yeah. diet, right? It's the fast food. It's convenient. It's easy. So I tried to bring that convenience and ease into packaged food that can be found in your freezer when you, you know, you're in a pinch. I mean, I'm a mm -hmm. mom of three and I try to cook wholesome and from scratch as often as I can, but there's those days you come home from a soccer game and the kids are like, what's for dinner? And, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, last minute. So it's nice to have something in the freezer. And from there, we went into meals. So I think I've told you or, or, or sent you some too. Yeah, well. yeah. They're amazing. They're chicken. They're based chicken. And there's cauliflowered rice on the bottom and very flavorful sauces. Right. Um, lemongrass basil. We've got a chipotle, coconut chipotle. We've got a tikka masala, which is sort of an Indian um, inspired one. And then a turkey chili. So yeah, I'm trying to diversify chili. and thinking... What does someone who is a conscious consumer who knows how to read the back of an ingredient deck and label, but that wants fast, fast and convenience and quick and heat and serve and be out the door? What what kind of item would they want? When you started developing, you know, these recipes in your kitchen, just maybe for yourself, and you were like, "Hey, I want to bring this into you know uh, to ev so everyone can enjoy, right?" And let's let's figure out how I can you know share this with the world, you know, and what, and you went into the, I guess the frozen meat business, right? Uh, what, what shocked you when going into that? Like, because there's so many misleading, 
I don't want to say competition because it's not competition because their product is so lesser grade. You know what I mean? But there's so many, I guess, options out there. And what shocked you as to what you had to do? Right. So um, a lot of it is the meat industry in a whole, right? I mean, the typical confined animal feeding operations are just laden with antibiotics when the animal gets sick or hormones to fast grow it so that we can get it to slaughter as fast as possible. So you're ingesting, and and like I said, it's not what you eat, it's what you eat. eat. So you're ingesting Mm -hmm. meat that's had that's been treated with antibiotics, that's got hormones, that's eating GMO, GMO soil. And they're not even walking. They're like literally in a cage. I know. I mean, the the sad thing, I even visited one and I was just horrified. The sad part is the chickens too. Those are really, really just, so anyway, it is horrifying. There's so many documentaries on Netflix that you, you know, one could look and do their own research, but I thought I want to go to, to farms where, where they have the practices of what, what I value and the standards I want to uphold. So Mm -hmm. that was sort of the research that I had to do. And then when I finally got my product and decided this is how I want to make it and what I want in it, um, I went to various co-packers to try and produce it. And of course, when you have real ingredients and you don't have binders and fillers and additives and preservatives, it is a little pricier. It's just the nature of the game, right? Which is so ridiculous because it's less, it's less ingredients. So but they're real ingredients. So the co-packers would tell me, you can bring it down your cost if we can add some fillers in there. And I'm like, <sighs> okay, horrible. I'd rather not because yeah. the whole premise of my brand is as clean as possible, something I can make. Like I tell my kids, if you can't identify source and know what the ingredient is, please don't eat it. I mean, please right. don't put it in your body, right? So a binder or a filler that'll reduce my cost and plump the meat. So it's not, you know, it's not about what I'm, you know, what I'm about. And then you have these, so then I'd get on the shelf and I'm competing against, you know, the fake meats. And we know those brands are made to look like meat. They're made to sort of taste like meat. But when you turn it around, there's a host of ingredients. Oh my gosh. It's It's just like a chemical list. Right. And after studying nutrition, you know, for a short while, I think I might've told you, I was even um, coaching clients Mm -hmm. on how to eat and you know, this, this this thing you're doing too, just educating people on how best to, to, I mean, food can be your medicine or your poison, right? And so when you have an issue in your body, look to your plate first. So I would try and open the eyes of my, my clients and so forth. And part of me, you know, was like, don't eat the fake burger, just eat the real one. Right. Well, even the real, even the real meats, they also have fillers and different ingredients and uh, natural flavors and like all these different things to make it taste better. Right. And I think that it's really important for the consumer. I mean, whatever you're buying, whether it's dairy or like a, I don't know, whatever, right. Something um, that certain things are more expensive, not necessarily because the the company like just wants to charge wants more. to make bigger and margins. It's it, just because, like it you said, the company more. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. And you, I mean, you know what I love that you do is you are like the detective that goes through the aisles and picks up the package and educates people on why this would be great for your gut and your digestion and your mitochondria and your energy and why it wouldn't. Right, and so. There's things like that, that that the consumer needs to to be more educated on to know, am I doing my body a disservice or am I doing my body a service of eating this? Yeah, 
and look, we live in a fast paced life. I'm, I'm a packaged food, you know, uh, producer. So I'm not going to say don't eat packaged foods. Of course, mm -hmm. there's times we're in a rush or we want convenience or, or whatever it is, but we just should be a little bit more discerning and, sure. and know what we're eating. So, so your product is grass fed and grass finished. And I think a lot of people are like, well, what does grass finished mean? I'm really conscious too about when we speak about things like this to really take budget into account, right? Not everybody has the, can afford the highest quality of ever, you know, wild caught seafood flown in yep. from Alaska or grass fed and finished, but you do the best you can within what you have. And if you're going to spend a little bit more anywhere, I would spend it on the meat or the seafood, on the protein, right? Cause that's, mm -hmm. that's an animal. Um, so grass fed and finished a lot of, a lot of, um, farmers and, and, um, you know, purveyors of, of meat will feed the animal grass because they're outdoors and it's, but then the last three months, they'll bring it into the, um, the slaughterhouse and feed it the soy and the corn to pump it up and get it the to grains slaughter. and all that and yeah. the grains. Right. So, so it's, it's just grass fed. So when you see grass fed for part of its life, so when you see, and you could, there's no regulatory, that's the other part. Yeah, no, and that's allowed. I know. Yeah. So you can put grass fed on your box or your package, and it doesn't mean it was grass fed its entire life. Now, that is a little minor detail, but to me, because there's no regulatory like FDA or USDA that'll that'll monitor this, I thought it was important to put 100% grass fed and finish, meaning it finishes life on grass. It was never taken off the, the mm -hmm. land and put into, you know, a feedlot to be fed grain and soy and corn. So I just made that distinction because I thought some people might not know, but at least if they do, they'll realize that, okay, mine. They can trust. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, for everyone listening, grass-fed can have grains in in that product the last three months of their life. Um, if it says grass-finished, that means their entire life they've been right. fed. You right. Know. And there's been there's been studies where they'll they'll evaluate the meat of a grass fed cow and a feedlot cow, mm -hmm. right? A confined animal feeding. And the the protein profile, the mineral profile, the nutrient profile is so much different. And the taste. I mean, I can taste it. And I heard too, is this I mean, it's crazy, but um there was something that came out, I guess, a few years ago, and it showed that there was a farm, and I'm sure this is not the only one, that they were feeding their cows Skittles. Skittles. Oh, my God, I heard yeah, Have you seen that? I have. I have. It's it's upsetting. It's very upsetting. It was just like extra carbs, extra yeah, sugar. Yeah, and high just, sugar and yeah. fatten them up as fast as possible. Chemicals, colors, like And what? actually, you know, I don't know if you know this, but of all the snacks out there, like uh, sweets, Skittles is the absolute worst one because of all the dyes, the mm. colors, and the um, the high, it's just it's plain sugar. Just There's sugar. In it. So yes, that, that that is, you know, that's sad. That's yeah. It's so, you know, that that's kind of where I come in as a manufacturer. I mean, I have visited these farms. I will go to the, the you know, supplier of my meat and make sure that, you know, I get, I need the paperwork, make sure that what mm -hmm. they say is, and, uh, you know, and are doing is exactly because then I'm, I'm on the hook, right? I'm using these meats and I'm saying that it's highest quality. And if it's not, then, then that's my reputation on the line. So right. anyhow, I, I just feel like, you do the best you can within the budget you have. Like, 
if you cannot afford grass-fed and finished, then I wouldn't say donate meat, maybe eat uh, bison, which is a more, um, it's not, you know, a confined. Totally. Right? And Bison's a great, great, like, um, fat fat pro ratio profile. It's got good nutrients. It's not very, you know, high in fat. It's mm -hmm. so, so you kind of do what you can. I mean, we make bison burgers every once in a while, ground bison for tacos yeah. or, you know, so that you do get your meat and your B12s and your iron all and, your different minerals, and all yeah. that once a week, twice a week. I mean, it doesn't have to be for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? I'm not eating yeah. red wines all day long, but right, you right. Know, a couple of days a week, it's important to rotate those kind of meats and with the seafood and with. I I totally agree. And yeah, so bison, um, it's really hard to confine them in in a feedlot or something like that. So, right, right. so you don't. It's and it's so funny because like, I was trying to do a bison burger and I took it to Whole Foods and they're like, this is so expensive. But <laughs> by the time I, you know, oh, yeah. it, it just, they're like, it's not going to sell. So they, they directed me in a different direction, but I still think that that's a great, um, a great source. If you're looking to take back your health, it's time for you to listen to the Real Foodology podcast. From the producer of Digest This comes one of Apple Podcasts' top 10 nutrition shows, hosted by integrative nutritionist and real food activist Courtney Swan. The Real Foodology podcast is on a mission to change the way we eat. Courtney interviews doctors, food experts, health professionals, and nutrition pioneers to bring you the best info so you can thrive. Somewhere along the way, we lost sight of how impactful our food choices are. But it's never too late to start on the path of better health choices. You'd be so surprised how resilient our bodies are when we start taking care of them. Yes, it's overwhelming, but that's why Courtney's here to help. She breaks it down for you and makes the information more accessible so that you can make more informed decisions in the grocery aisle or restaurant. Listen to the Real Foodology podcast today on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Wednesday. Produced by Drake Peterson and Resonant Media. Let's just talk about what are other great sources of of protein. Like maybe if you're on a budget, you know, so like eggs, for example, or you know, like what else can you incorporate? Right. Um, so I know that ground beef uh, is less expensive than the whole muscle. So. I mean, what we do, being that I have kids, there's a lot of tacos going on here, mm -hmm. a lot of uh, ground uh, with tomato sauce for like a meat kind of bolognese over pasta. I mean, we mm -hmm. do a lot of that. Um, uh, so, yeah, like you said, eggs is an excellent uh, alternative source. Um, kind of the prices of eggs. No, I don't even know. <laughs> I know. I know. And then, you know, and then I. Even for eggs, I try to get the pasture raised, right? There's yeah. in every category, you can, you know, go the basic, a little bit higher, and then the highest of quality. So if you can afford it, it's best to have the pasture raised and, you know, organic if you can. Sure. You you do. You have to you have to pick and choose. And I think the the takeaway too is that, you know, you're trying, you're reading ingredients, and you know, um, Little small changes can make a huge difference. Because at the end of the day, we, we want to eliminate all the toxins that go into our system, right? So when we're eating, even on fruits and vegetables, I tell my kids, you know, the, you know, you know, the dirty mm. dozen and the clean 15. I mean, if it's got a shell on the outside or you're peeling it, you don't have to have it as organic. But if you're eating it, like the peach or the strawberries, Berries, yeah. Yeah, try to get organic because then you're eliminating 
the the pesticides that it's been sprayed with. So, like I said, you just you you do your research and you make your list and you go grocery stop shopping and try and stay at the peripheral aisles and yeah. not go down the middle. But if you have to and there's you know certain things that you do want, um, you try to look for for the best quality and the cleanest ingredients. Yeah. And well, and I think budgeting too is, I mean, you have to think, at least for me, like I'd rather spend a little extra on quality food than a lot more later on doctor bills. I know. I say pay now or pay later. You're going to pay. So do you want to pay now or pay later? Totally, totally. And it's a lot, you know, cheaper and, you know, it just depends on what your priorities are. You know, I, I personally don't go on extravagant vacations or like do, you know, different things so that I can have my, my daily needs met, you know, and each person is different, whether, you know, they want to spend money here or money there and that's up to them. And that's totally, you know, fine. It's just how you budget. Right. And, and that's what we're here to do. It's just kind of educate you. If this is what you do want to do, Here's here's what you should look for, and yeah. here's and how you should go about it. Yeah, and I, you're I will such a great you, testimony. Oh, thanks. You, and I will tell you, you know, you you you've done your your different elimination of certain things that that you've discovered that bother your system. I mean, I think everybody should go on that journey of finding out what foods make you thrive and what foods, you know, cause digestive distress. I mean. You don't know how good you can feel until you eliminate some of the things that have been weighing you down, you know? Yeah. And vice versa, until you incorporate something new and you're like, wow, I love this. I feel great eating it, you know? Right. Right. So I think it's good to always experiment with yourself. For sure. And I mean, yeah, like your your testimony and your story, you know, just sharing how where you were and then look at you now and you're thriving because you've, you know, you've made that change and, you know, your hormones regulated, your, your skin, your hair got better, like everything. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's best to also have the attitude is never to be so dogmatic. Right. I mean, I was talking a different tune 20 years ago. And now I'm speaking like, so I, I was, I educated myself. I tried it on myself and I changed. Right. So Mm -hmm. it can't be so dogmatic. What worked for me back in my twenties is not working for me now. So you have to adapt to, Mm -hmm. and I, I, like you said, I, I feel better now than I ever have. I have more energy. I I feel just healthy. And I feel like, you know, hair, the nails, everything just, I feel so much better. So it, it is. Are now are your um because I know you have you have turkey patties you have beef patties and you have the chicken, chicken yeah um are what about your little sliders do you still have those or no I do I have the chicken and apple slider we had a pork one um but we discontinued it it wasn't okay sort of, I think people when they think of pork they kind of go to, towards bacon so it just okay uh yeah we're we're not doing that one anymore but the chicken and apple it's just little um breakfast sliders because they have little bits and pieces of sweet apple in them. Mm-hmm. So I'm bringing out the flavor with a natural ingredient, right? Those and ones I'm, are good. I've had Yeah, them. they're tasty. I know kids love them. You chop them up in little bites and they're a great little breakfast. Um, the turkey, it's a Thai turkey flavor profile. So each- That's burger, my favorite. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, I shouldn't say anything, but it's my favorite too. It's like having a bunch of kids and naming which one's your favorite one. You should never say that. <laughs> the Thai turkey is my favorite as well. And it's got a little lemongrass and ginger and scallions and Thai, thai flavoring and spices. I mean, um, the chipotle chicken happens to be the number one seller across any markets we're in. Um, it's got a slight 
chipotle flavor to it without being too hot or too aggressive. I see, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Mediterranean Greek, and we are, I mean, the Mediterranean patty, and we're actually changing the name to Greek. Oh. Um, just because I'm Greek, and I thought, well, I don't know, sometimes Mediterranean could encompass so much of a region that I thought, okay, Greek people might know a little bit. And the flavor profile really is Greek. The umami is good, too. And it's so unique because the umami has little shiitake mushrooms um, and red boat fish sauce, of all things. Like, who would put fish sauce in a meat patty? But it brings out this umami flavor. It's just unique. It's yeah. different. And, um, and so... That one's good, those too. Those. That, yeah. and then, um, And then the meals that we've just come out with. So... Yeah. And I've seen those meals at Sprouts. Um and your and your patties too at Sprouts, and obviously Whole Foods carries them. Yeah, we're here in Southern California for those who are listening, and so there's Bristol Farms and Gelson's and um, Mother's Market, I think. Right? Market. Yeah, there's a bunch here, and I'm just trying to grow the brand to a national level and just get you know further out from yeah. California. Female owned and founded, I love it, and you're killing it. Yes, more power yeah. to female owners. Single mom, like you're just crushing it, girl. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm more most passionate about making a difference right so it is about making money at the end of the day i've got to feed the kids yeah, and i've got to like bills to pay, yeah. for me what drives me and i guess what keeps me up at night and wakes me up in the morning is how can i change the way people eat one bite at a time you know it, it's i want to make a difference and and a lot of it is by getting on podcasts with with you and others and, and talking the talk and explaining why and educating people and so i think both you and I are definitely making a difference in our industries to change and educate and and bring to the forefront how important food is. Yeah, it's it's so satisfying to see people, you know, like after you've been, you know, tooting your horn for a long time and now you see like your followers or people and they're like, yeah, like I've, I'm actually making the change. I'm looking at ingredients. I, I decided not to buy this because I saw this ingredient in it. You know, it's like, yes, you know. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, and, you know, for those that don't know, Angela and I met, um, just fun little story. We, she was like, I don't even, I can't even remember how we got connected in, at the very beginning, but I remember we went to coffee. We wanted to meet in person because she was, um, we were going to do like a, a collab and she was going to be like a sponsor and I loved her patties. And um, this was what, like five years ago? Long time yeah. ago. A while ago, and um, it was basically it was all business at the time, and we just got to know each other. We connected on just such a deeper level. I mean, like our views are obviously the same, but like we just clicked. And I know, just we, as friends, and it's, yeah. it's you know, in this it's world that we're all living remote. I mean, working remotely, and everything's done on. It was so nice to meet face to face with with a fellow, you know, person that I, we, we were collaborating on Instagram and on our, you know, and I was sending you product and we were doing some ad stuff together. Yeah. And yeah. It is nice. And like you said, you don't, when you have, and you're cut from the same cloth, in other words, you, you have these commonalities, that's a nice start. But when you actually find a good quality person that you enjoy spending time mm, with, that's yeah. wonderful too. Mm. So yeah, we've had some fun. Yeah. Our hikes. Yeah. And- so that was, yeah, that was a, 
a treat to really kind of bring the business. And then it was just like, okay, we're totally friends. And like, we just started doing stuff together. So it's, it's really been such a treat and pleasure. And um, thank I'm you. So but I, I respect so much what you're doing, Bethany too. Like I love following you and listening to you. You had your journey and, and, you know, you have people that just believe in, and, you know, what you see through your eyes and how you're educating everyone. And that is so important. And so kudos to you. I love, I love what you're doing. Mm, thank you. Well, I think that we're all just trying to make a difference here. And if everyone is listening right now and you're wondering where to find Tribali, I think we mentioned pretty much the basic stores. Um, right. I mean, in Colorado, we're in a store called Natural Grocers. They have our meals. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you guys ship? Uh, you know, Bethany, we, we did for so many years. Okay. And then- uh, post COVID freight and shipping prices went through the roof. Okay. And I had to shut it down. I'm hoping it's temporarily so that when gas prices come a little bit back down, yeah. shipping costs come back down and everything regulates again, I would love to open it up because I have so many clients and customers that are like, what? I can't get your, you know, that right, don't right. have somewhere where it's convenient to go and purchase. And so I was able to service them through our online store, but unfortunately for right now, I needed to. All right, so to be determined for shipping, but uh, you guys are in a lot of stores. And um, is there anything new that's coming out that you want to share? Or uh, you know, the meals are relatively new. So I'm still, there's so much more that I can do about growing this brand and bringing it to the masses that um, I think I want to focus on that for the next year. Um, okay. I'll tell you, COVID, you know, like any industry, um, it was it was a tough journey for us. Although we're in the freezer section and Frozen did at the beginning of COVID went through the roof. I mean, we couldn't even. Everyone stop was like, "Yeah, panic enough, buying." Right? There was that panic of we have to stop our fridge and refrigerators, but um, but you know, we had supply chain issues. We had um, delivery and freight that went up. Oh. So all those kind of hit the bottom line. And so as a, as a brand and as a company that I'm running, I had I had to course correct a little bit. So I think for the next year, I'm going to stay put, but. Here's what I encourage you and anybody else um, that if there is there are items that they are not seeing on the shelf that they would love to see, you know, in the frozen section, reach out. I mean, I that's how we came up with the meals. You know, my my products are also Whole30 approved, um, which I know you know about the Whole30. Uh, and and so I have a Whole30 community and on Instagram, they you know, I asked them, what more would you like to see? And they wanted meals. So like, we love your patties, but we'd love to see something a little bit more complete that I can heat serve. So that's kind of how the impetus came up to produce the full entree. So if there's anything that, you know, people would like in the freezer, and again, I'm there because it's convenient and easy and quick. And um, I'd be happy to, to get some feedback. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Angela, for coming on the show again. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And- All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Chris McComb. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.